Break out your wireframes and heat up those Git repos. We're ready to tackle topics ranging from accessibility to front-end design, user experience, and beyond. You're listening to the Drunken UX Podcast with your hosts, Michael Feenan and Aaron Hill. Hello, everybody. This is the Drunken UX Podcast. I am your host, Michael Feenan, and this is episode number 114 for May number the 9. How are y'all doing? Feliz Nueve de Mayo, Michael. Who the hell is that? <laughs> that can't possibly be my other, other host. <laughs> it's your other, other host. Hello, I'm Aaron, well, your other, other host. I'll be damned. Other, other back. host... You're going to be so excited because we are going to be taking a test tonight. Yes. We're going to see just how good you are at the scripts of Java. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, I am betting. I'm betting I fail, but barely. It's going to be bad. Yeah, it, it is absolutely going to be bad. And I am going to keep score. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we went out and found, uh, just for anybody who's interested, because that's what this episode's going to be about, we found a couple little sites that had some JavaScript quiz questions. And these are um, partly designed uh, as like, hey, these are the kind of questions you might get asked in an interview. The reality is, no, I don't not. know. Yeah, I don't think no. anybody's ever going to ask you this in a technical interview. No, these are questions but, designed, they're like the gotcha trivia questions. Yeah, like, they um, are. There are like, some oh, good gotchas. A plane crashes on, like, the river between Kansas and Missouri. Where do you bury the survivors? Like, it's that kind of question. Yeah, yeah. Where do you bury survivors? It, it depends on... Oh, they're, the survivors they're survivors. Are. You don't bury them. I got it. I'm Bingo. a winner. I thought it was going to be one, one of those you. questions about, like, you know, how many life vests do you need or something? And it's like, <laughs> well, it's it's a river, not the ocean. So, well, the rivers can be deep. Anyway. So yeah, these are JavaScript questions, and so I, I like it because it, it's going to give us a chance to actually talk about why some of these behaviors are, though. And so we're <laughs> going to explain. We're not just going to take the quiz. We'll explain why are these things. Um, and I think that's <laughs> where the real value will come from in this. I know that I bust on JavaScript a lot, and like <laughs> it's because of things like this. Like why, why, why are you the way that you are? Yeah, you can one hundred percent make the same kind of quiz for PHP or Python. <laughs> like they all I, have these kind of quirks. I I don't know if you can say they have these kind of quirks. Oh, they uh, do. P now, PHP fine, has fine. has some idiosyncrasies. Challenge accepted. Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. Challenge. So we're going to do this for this episode on JavaScript. You should oh. find some Ruby examples to do to me. All right. I'll have to dig. Go digging. Go do some Googling. I'm sure. I will, I'll bet you there's a site just like this for Ruby. Uh, before that, let's dive into uh, what is on tap this evening with my friend mm -hmm. and I. Um, the reason why he is taking the quiz and not me is because I'm drinking Ardbeg Korivrecken, I may be dead by the end of this show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that goes without saying. This uh, this is bottled at 56%. Jesus. Uh, it is effectively cask strength, although I don't think it's, like, actually marketed as cask strength, but it it's strong. Um, You've probably heard me say before, I don't really like Ardbeg a lot, because I mm -hmm. don't like Isla Scotches that much. Um. Which is has sort of an asterisk next to it, and I don't like Ardbeg tin very much. Mm -hmm. um, I got into the Ardbeg Anno 
um, which is going to be coming up on a future episode. Um, mm-hmm. I had it at a tasting event, and I really liked it. And I went, oh, Ardbeg hmm. has some interesting things. And my friendly local neighborhood uh, liquor store had this bottle of Corryvreckan at it. And I'm like, interesting. I don't know anything about this. So I said, screw it. And I bought a bottle. <laughs> this scotch is like a nuclear weapon going off in your mouth. <laughs> it, it will, and I am not kidding you, it will numb your tongue. You have two glasses of this, and you can't taste anything else. <laughs> like, it, it is that strong. But it is so good. It doesn't lean as hard into the that iodine flavor and, okay. and those phenols that come out of, like, the normal Ardbeg tin or, or, like, a Laphroaig. Sure. It hits hard on, like, uncracked peppers and, like, wet leather and steak. It's got, like, this thick, meaty quality to it, like a smoked brisket type of flavor to it. Hmm. It, it's laced with, like, a little bit of citrus. Not much. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. It hits you pretty hard on the nose, but isn't, like, it doesn't attack you. It's just strong. And it really, it's the kind of thing, like, I'll drink a glass or two of it, and that's all you need. But boy, mm-hmm. does it, like, it gives you a lot to chew on, quite literally. Hmm. Um, I've got the uh, Glen Morangi uh nectar door nectar door i don't know if it's door dior i don't know dior yeah it's d apostrophe or is that is that like scotch saying nectar d apostrophe or it's yeah i think it's is it slang for gold i think i don't know okay um i think well anyways it's uh it's very good Mm -hmm. um i I think you've had it on the show before haven't you yeah yeah that is that um, is my favorite glenmorangie yeah, it's got a bunch of uh, great flavors. It's it's not too, like, excessive. Like, in all the ways that your scotch this evening is very potent, mine is not. Yeah. It's just a nice all-around good time. Uh, I was right. It is gold, by the way. Gold nectar. Hmm. That's what it means. So, okay. uh, Glenmorangie nectar, Dior, Dor, Or, <laughs> however you want to say that. Um it's finished in uh, Sauternes casks, uh, mm-hmm. Sauternes mm-hmm. wine. So it it gets this very, very high sweet. It's a, it's a very light, like a, a creme brulee, crispy sweetness. Uh, along I'm going to hold my. Note. I'm holding my glass up to the microphone so the audience can smell it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's actually I didn't think about doing that with mine here. Yeah. Uh, everybody, here's the here's the Corivrecken. Just take take yeah. a good whiff of that, right? Take a deep way. I wish we could figure out how to let them do a tasting through the microphone, though. That's, I guess, um, I, I, had, I didn't pay for that USB connection, though. Yeah, I'm, yeah, mine's running through two different audio interfaces, so I'd probably lose it somewhere. Yeah, the yeah, the, the DA converter probably is. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Plus, it's running through a cloud lifter. But that I'd, just yeah, makes it more alcoholic. It make it. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> it would, like, distill it further. Well, you should, definitely shouldn't do that, then. You'll end up with, like, 80%. Is, is this, like, the infinite chocolate thing? Can we make infinite scotch by pouring it through a microphone? Like, the the Binoktarski paradox of scotch. And, like, do it, you know, just run it through an amplifier and get more scotch? Is that how that works? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> well, here goes um, glass number two for me, by the way. 
<laughs> You're going to be toasted by the end of this. It's going to be bad. Okay, so it's quiz day. You have right. arrived to class unprepared. You forgot there was a test you didn't study. You don't even have this your is, pencil sharpened, young man. This, you're you're describing like school to me. So this is for part for the course <laughs> for the friendly listeners at home. I am sharing my screen with Aaron so that he can see these uh, these questions. I will describe them uh, for you all um, uh, to the best of my ability, and we will see what he has to say about things and go from there. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start, and I'm going to bounce. We've got two different. Um, examples of these quizzes. So I'm just going to kind of bounce between them because they, they're formatted pretty differently. And so just to break up the back and forth, we'll do the two different kinds here. And so we're starting with JavaScript quiz. Um, this is a site, and we'll have a link in the show notes, made by uh, Marco Denick and Oliver Jumperts um, out of, I believe, Austria, if my memory is correct on... Uh, I mean, that could be out anywhere. I don't know. But Marco is out of uh, Austria, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oliver, I, I don't know. So, Oliver, shout out to you, though. Um, so these two gentlemen made this uh, site, and it's just got a very nice, simple, multiple-choice thing. I'm not going to read the multiple-choice answers, even though Aaron can use them. Um, and you just... I'll, as I'll a, read them. Yeah. I'll read them. Okay. Yeah. And as I read the the question, it's your job to see if you agree with Aaron or don't agree with Aaron, and then we'll go over the what and why. So the first question is, can you guess what will be the output of the code below? And the code is very simple. It's a console log statement that just says, type of NAN. <laughs> yeah, so, I remember so this question. So first off, what is NAN? <laughs> NAN means not a number. Not a number, okay. Um, and, uh, type of is, uh, it's like querying what the type of the argument is. Um, the options that I have to pick from are NAN, number, null, and undefined. And the question is, what do I, well, there's two questions here. The first one is, what do I think the type of NAN is? And then... The second question is, what do I think JavaScript thinks the type of NAN is? So let's get, let me help uh, everybody think through this, right? What does type of do? If you had um, like a quote enclosed string, then it would be string. If you had the number five by itself, not in quotes, it would say number. Um, I presume if you had an array, it would say array, but I don't know that for certain. Um, and, I'm gonna, I'm and, gonna and the say, word you're looking for is primitive, right? Like it returns <laughs> yes, what yes. what is the expression of this primitive? Yeah, yeah, that would be accurate. Um, I'm gonna say uh, I want to either say undefined or null. Uh, null. Let's go with null. I'm gonna go with null. No, yeah. it it's is a number. It is a number. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> Hey, not me. That's JavaScript. <laughs> no, like NAN literally means not a number, but it return. It's the type of number. Like oh. <laughs> the reason for this is a little complex and goes back to um, some stuff with uh, floating point standards. The easy answer is that not a number is saying, "Hey, this thing is not a number." Mm-hmm. But because you expected it to be a number, 
the primitive that is assigned to it is one. So the expression of N-A-N is sort of an abstraction of a number, even though it's three letters. And even though type of returns a string, that's the other thing to always know. Type of returns a string expression every time. So it's not literally returning a number. It's returning the word. You know what? You know what this feels like since since today is um well when recording it it's technically May the fifth, which is the Star Wars thing, right? May the fifth be with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, this feels like when fans of Star Wars talk about the whole parsecs thing from Episode Four, when Her- um Han Solo was talking with Ben Kenobi. And he's saying how he did the Kessel Run and like like so many parsecs, and then trying to say like like explain it backwards, like like oh yeah, he he knew what he was talking about. He was just bullshitting or something. Like no, <laughs> we're gonna all pretend that NAN is actually a number for this reason, but I think that really it's just like silly JavaScript behavior, and we're trying to justify it now. Okay. Okay. Well, let's do another one. This one is, do you know what this what will output from this code? And now oh. it's console.log type of type of one. That's right. Literally two type ofs. So type okay, of so, type of one. But it's not just type of type of one, it's type of space type of space one. Yes. So you already have an ambiguous argument cuz JavaScript likes to like Ruby doesn't require you to use parentheses for argument lists you can if it makes it less ambiguous um but javascript you're supposed to so it's weird to me that you wouldn't have that here do you know why do you know why you don't use parentheses with type of no it's because technically type of is an operator it's not a function of course it is it's yeah i mean that's that's why (laughs) yeah of course it is Okay, so I'm evaluating this right to left, and first type of one. I'm Why are you doing it right gonna, to left? Um, like when you're, because I'm imagining even though we don't technically have parentheses in there, I'm imagining it that it works similar to a function where it'll evaluate, like okay, kind of like um, a, a pedmas thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So like you have you have type of, <clears throat> you have um. The first type of is going to ask, hey, what's, what is your, what do you evaluate to so I can get your type? And the second one's going to say like, uh, I don't know, hold on, because it has to query its arguments. And then we just keep going, just turtles all the way down. So because of that, I'm going to go right to left in this case. Um, kind of like you're stacking, you're making, you're, st- you're pushing things onto the stack and then popping them off once you get to the end. So last in, first out. So I'm going right to left. Um, so type of one, I'm going to give JavaScript a bone here and assume it will return number and not some weird shit. So number is technically like a class name. And I don't think that it would return as a string. It's, but it's it a might. primitive name. Yes, yes. I'm just reinforcing um, what we no, used fine. from the, yeah. that first question. So Sure, sure. So yes, it would return um, a primitive name. We've, we've assessed that. Yeah. Um, the question is, 
does type of primitive name return, does it evaluate it to a string or does it evaluate it in a different way? I don't know what different ways it would be. I'm going to say that it evaluates it as a string. So I'm going to guess string. Strings? Is yeah. that your final answer? Yes. <laughs> do, we, do, do we get, <laughs> man, we, can we do lifelines for the Ruby episode? <laughs> and yes, you are correct, sir. Everybody <laughs> applaud. Applaud. Michael, oh, future oh. Michael, insert some applause here. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, you're, you're right. So type of one is going to return number, but it's returning literally the string number. Yeah. Um, I realize I gave you a hint to that when we were discussing the first question, that it returns a string representation of the primitive name. So yeah, right. type of one comes back as number, and then type of quote number quote is string. Mm-hmm. So that is entirely correct. Hooray. Oh, God. This, this one. one is, is oh. fun. So... Console.log, I think all of these are console.log for what it's worth. You're just trying to determine what the output of the expression is. So so this is just an expression. Right. And it's a question of three greater than two greater than one. Yeah, three space greater than space two space greater than space one. And is it true or Um, false? Right. Okay, so similar to last time, I'm evaluating right to left. Two is greater than one, which is true. So the question is, is three greater than true? And I believe that's going to be false. Going false? Yeah. False? Yeah. Yes. Except yeah. I do think okay. you did it backwards, but you got to the right. Uh, the, the idea oh, does it was, evaluate right to, left to right? So in this case, it actually evaluates Yeah, left to right. You, you went right to left again. Oh, okay. But, okay. but because it's, it's oh, yeah. evaluation. It's, right. The left side is evaluated first. So three greater than two is true, but true is See, not greater than one because true is not a number. I guess the difference is that in the case of this with going left to right, you have all of the information necessary for the greater than operator to evaluate so it can just resolve. Um, whereas with type of type of, the first type of can't fully evaluate the second type of. Unless it called it an operator, I guess. It's, I don't know. So there, there is a, a secondary thing going on here, too, that's worth pointing out, which is mm-hmm. because the greater than operator expects a number, it does try to cast what is there to a number. So mm-hmm. strictly speaking, it's not evaluating true greater than one. It's evaluating oh. one greater than one. Which is all is still false. Like that is <laughs> that's still a false statement. Oh, um, so I was I was, uh, I guess right, but technically wrong. Yeah, it's you're you're half right. I'm yeah. giving you the points on it though. So I, f- I failed up, failed upwards. But yeah, so you you could rewrite that in a way where if it just, was greater like, than I'm or like equal to, it would work. I'm like JavaScript, Michael. I'm failing upwards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're two for three. Let's keep going. Okay. All this right. one console so log one. string the the string prototype dot raw mm-hmm. and then a string literal of hello twitter backslash in world no space so, and this and it's wrapped in backticks and it's wrapped and in backticks so I'm not familiar with that um it's a, 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 what we call a JavaScript. template literal okay um it's just a way means. of writing a JavaScript uh, uh string that mm-hmm. will 
evaluate what is inside of it. So you can okay. do things like put a, you know, normally you would uh, concatenate variables with like, mm-hmm. you know, single quotes with a string and then a plus sign, your variable, and then mm-hmm. a plus sign and more quotes. Well, with a template literal, you can just put a dollar sign curly bracket and your variable name inside your string oh. and it will just evaluate when. Okay. Uh, and that's like double quotes in Ruby. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. it's an ES6 thing that, um, mm-hmm. you know, we'll get transpiled if you're using Babel or something will handle making okay. it like string concatenation. So, so I didn't know that it would evaluate stuff that might've changed my initial answer. Um, what, what I see is I know what string is. Um, dot raw means that it's a like class method. In this case, it's like a utility method. Um, the backticks I'm presuming is a means of like indicating a string argument. I think it's weird that, you have neither a space after raw nor parentheses, but I'm just going to run with it. Yeah, the, the syntax is a, a little unusual, <laughs> but it, it is valid. The, the um, options so, here are important too. Yes, yeah. So option one is um, no spaces, hello Twitter backslash n world. Um, the second one is hello Twitter and then a carriage return world. Why the would there be a is, carriage return there? Uh, backslash n. Backslash There's n. New yep. line. Yeah. Um, the third one is hello, Twitter space world. And the fourth one is hello, space, Twitter space world. So I know it's not the fourth one because there's nothing to indicate that there should be a space there, uh, for between both words. Right. The sec- the third one seems possible. And I have to think does would string dot raw eliminate a backslash N and not evaluate it. And it's possible, but it seems unlikely. Um, the second one, hello Twitter carriage return world, would mean that it's evaluating the string, uh, evaluating the backslash n. And my thinking here was that it's probably not because it's raw. And so usually when you do raw, it's wanting to take exactly what's in the thing like as is and not evaluate anything. So I'm going with the first one. It is. Yes, that is the correct answer. <laughs> I got to put on my game show voice this week. Um, yeah, and so basically exactly what you stated, which is that mm-hmm. um, dot .raw takes a template literal and will process anything in it, but raw won't do any escape sequences like backslash in um, and will just return what you have basically right. it will evaluate uh variables if there was a variable in there but it will not mm-hmm. evaluate escape sequences right uh next five can you guess the result oh god so yeah so we have some parentheses b plus a plus oh, no 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 it's not b plus a it's the string b yeah the literal plus the actual yeah. string b plus the actual yeah. string a plus plus, plus. space plus the string A plus the string A and then two lowercase. Right. And the answer is either banana, <laughs> bah, banana, or ananas. All right. So again, process of elimination here. It's not ananas. That doesn't make any sense because why would you lose the B? And add um, Right. Um, the first one, uh, the first one, kind of clues me into 
like, oh, right, if we don't have any an argument there, it might return not a number, right? Um, and then being too lowercase, it would make the ends lowercase. And having two A's there also, you know, that would make sense. Um, the second one is I just presumed that not having an argument, assuming it evaluates, it'll just do the best that it can. The third one, even though I know that's the correct answer, I don't think it should be, and I'm not going to pick it. I'm, I'm not. There are four lights here, four <laughs> lights. So I'm going to pick the first one, knowing that it's wrong. B a n a n a a. Yes, I made the and same I'm going mistake for that. Yeah, when I I'm, did I'm this, I made the one. same mistake. Yeah, can you do the why? I want to know why, where the last a goes. Yeah, so I I worked out basically the same thing that the plus plus is going to uh-huh. generate an n a n error, so not so, a number. To be clear. I wouldn't have guessed that it generates NAN. I'm inferring that because two of the options have NAN and that makes a silly joke. So here's what happens. First off, you end up with B plus A, which is mm-hmm. BA. Mm-hmm. Then you end up with B plus plus the string A. Mm-hmm. So, th- and this is where things are basically breaking because plus plus string A. It mm-hmm. it doesn't know how to evaluate that. And so you end up with NAN. It's saying, oh, this is not a number. You're trying to add A to nothing. So it's because nothing plus A equals not a number. So then you, you so now you have BA plus NAN. So there's mm-hmm. your banan. And you've lost that second A. And then the last step is you add that last A. So now you have banana with two capital N's and the two lowercase um, takes it all down to, to lowercase. So it's a it's a case of the expression plus plus A. I thought when I was looking at this, I was like, well, plus plus, I just thought would evaluate to not a number because there was nothing in mm-hmm. there. But I forgot right. to take it as a whole expression. What it's actually right. doing is trying to add plus plus a to the ba and it drops is this your king people this this is a weird like i don't know how you could i mean everybody's got code for something i don't know why you would run into it uh, something like this but it's an interesting understanding Mm -hmm. of how string concatenation works basically Mm -hmm. and how you're concat you're using a plus symbol to concatenate strings yeah but if you do it wrong it does evaluate to numbers. It's like it's, it's so so it defaults it, to a math operator when it can't figure something out. So in Ruby, you would get something like this. You'd probably get um, you get an argument error because you need to have. I, I'm pretty sure you get an argument error because you need to have something there. But generally speaking, what it would probably do otherwise in other situations is it would try to evaluate. It would presume that since a string is calling the operator after it or a string is calling the method after it that you're going to want to have a string as the result so it wouldn't infer that you wanted a number there okay so the next one here this one's got a couple lines first we have Mm -hmm. an array let array equals Mm -hmm. one two three an array one two three and then we say array index six equals nine Uh right and then we say array index five right um the first statement, let array equals 
uh, and then it's array short notation one two three. That's straightforward. I know that's valid. What the second? What one, is array two? Uh, array two would be three because yes. it's zero indexed. Yes. Um, so array six equals nine. Um, so I was leaning on my JavaScript experience that I'm pretty sure that it treats arrays more like hashes or like dictionaries right. than actual arrays, like how you would in C or C++, where you have allocated memory. Um, and so I was, I was going on a limb that I think line two, where it says uh, the sixth index of array assigned nine to that. I'm assuming that it's going to allow that and just say, okay, here you go. And, you know, this is, the, we're going to go ahead and assign that. So array five, nothing has been assigned to it. I'm going to go with undefined. Undefined is the correct yeah. answer. So, yeah, we end up, because it basically backfills the rest of your indexes with undefined oh, it values. Does. So it does actually treat it like a proper yeah, array. Yeah, yeah, so it, okay. it will backfill those arrays, and it will also increase the length. Like, if you did a length on that, it would return yeah. length seven. See, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have assumed that. Yeah. Hmm. So it tries. Yeah, it, it does. In that sense, it does uh, allocate all the rest of the indices up to that point. Okay. You know the output of this code. Okay. This one says the number one. So it's a, a number primitive. An actual number plus plus quotes two plus quotes two. Yes. I I think. I think that one plus uh, a string representation of the number two would probably evaluate to not a number. And then you would have not a number, which we know from question one is considered to be a number, even though we don't want it to be one. And then you can have that plus a string. So I'm going to go with not a number. Yeah. And, and you're getting it wrong right now. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, It's one twenty two. Oh really? Holy shit! Yeah, because and here's what here's the, the whole reasoning why <laughs> it it will when it goes to uh, figure out what it needs to do rather than failing it will say oh no we have two objects here that we can do something with and because I don't know what the string is even though it could conceivably Ooh. try to like do a two integer on it or something it will oh. treat the the number as a string and concatenate them. And then the, the two is. plus two is just a straight string concatenation then. So you get 122. But it is the string representation of 122, not a number representation of 122. So so it's coercing based on the arguments you're passing to it? Basically. That's like reverse duct typing. <laughs> I didn't write the runtimes and define that's how like, they are supposed to work. <laughs> that's like it barks and it has fur. But you feed it duck food, therefore it must be a duck. <laughs> okay, next one. This is okay. th- this is such a trap question, and explaining why is going to be fun. <laughs> point one. Right. We have we have the primitive float zero point one plus point plus two. Primitive float, and then equals equals point primitive three. float point three zero point three. True or false? I would say that that would evaluate true, but because we're in topsy-turvy JavaScript world, I'm going to assume that it's going to interpret it in the weirdest way possible, and that what it's going to do is it's going to evaluate like 0.1 plus false. 
Imagine that instead of point one plus point two, imagine it was sure. just one plus two, one plus two equals equals, equals, three. equals three. Is that true or false? Right. Like I said, in the normal world, that should evaluate left to right, and it would be one plus two is three, and then equals equals three. Right. And but because so, this is JavaScript, is that true it's or false? Do then? things. Oh, it should be true. So it should be true. Yeah. So point yeah. one plus point two equals equals point three. Should be it, true. You, Ostensibly, I don't yes. know why I'm helping you. You're working through this. Keep going. <laughs> Wait, I, I'm, I'm opening up a, a Ruby console. No, no, no! Right don't do that. I, don't cheat. I'm not cheating. Actually, Ruby. this problem should be in Ruby too. Can we get a meme? Can we get like the the angry uh, why you know why you know guy <laughs> meme with with point one yes. plus point two? <laughs> yes. I but I picked false because I was like, this has to be dumb. Yeah, it has to be ridiculous and so that's why it's gonna you be went false. false so false is yeah. correct it was like a spiteful yeah. correct answer though so so why the the whole reason behind this just ha- goes back to like the the general problem with floating point math which it is 2022 and it turns out we are still terrible at floating point math what's this we business you got a mouse in your pocket yes there? the industry the <laughs> The computer world, the hey, the JavaScript screen- engine world. You've got a screenshot right there in the channel that shows you that it's been Ru- it's been addressed. Fake language, <laughs> fake language. Man. Get, get on my level, man. <laughs> so, yeah, strictly speaking, <laughs> wow. In JavaScript, point one plus point two equals point three zero 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 four. Yeah, of course it does. So why wouldn't it? This comes back to a problem that is based in floating point math, basically. Floating point math is not precise. It's not accurate because we are – what's the word I'm looking for? We are um, faking it with electricity, (laughs) as it were. Uh, So what you have to do – there are a few different things that you can do here – um, what some people will do is if you need very, very precise math, mm-hmm. multiply it out to integers. So in this case, take it times mm-hmm. 10. So you would say yeah. one, now we would be in one plus two equals three. And that is true. And if you needed to right. output that, you would then divide it by 10. Um, that's the easy solution. If you're dealing in currency, this that's, is an obvious problem. Actually, that's that's a really good point. This is the Superman when, 3 I'm, problem, right? <laughs> right, exactly. When when I've done Rails apps where we've done uh, e-commerce transactions, um the it it is like the best practice is you always store dollar values in cents. Yes. It's like it's a predictable calculation. You never need fractions of cents. Smallest common denominator. Right. And you just always track it in cents, and then that way, when you have to present it to the user, you just you know divide it by hundred. Um, but that avoids that completely sidesteps any possible floating point issues. The other thing you can do is run a uh, two fixed. The number primitive has a uh, a method called two fixed, which is basically a rounding operator that will return a precision of however many decimals that you've placed. So that is another way oh. to evaluate it. The thing is, uh, you know what? two fixed returns a string. Just know that. I, st- 
I stand corrected. I did earlier, the screenshot I sent you was one plus two equals equals three. But if I do 0 0.1 plus 0 0.2, oh, well, hold on, I did three. Let me try it with zero. Oh, still value. It's a, yeah, so it's still 0 0.1 plus 0 0.2 still does that long string you just shared with the four on the end. Um, and 0 0.1 plus 0 0.2 equals equals three evaluates to false in Ruby as well. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, because oh, yeah. this, is, this isn't a, a JavaScript problem. This isn't a Ruby problem. This is a right. floating point math coprocessor on the CPU problem kind of thing. Um, but interestingly, 1.0 plus 2.0 equals equals 3.0 evaluates to true. Uh, yes, because zero doesn't, it, it, it truncates it to one plus two at that point. Sure. Um, so the the last thing I'll, I'll throw out there about this, because Aaron, I know you're probably old enough for this. Remember when it became a really huge deal when CPUs got dedicated coprocessors, math coprocessors, floating point coprocessors? Oh, yeah. Like that was, that was a thing. And there was at one point you could buy daughter boards for like old 386s and 486s. To add uh, yeah, I, a floating point processor specifically. I did that. So all of you people <laughs> younger than the age of 30, you're welcome. <laughs> um, I, I did just also check uh, 1.1 plus 2.1 equals equals 3.2 evaluates to true. Okay. All right. Ninth question. We have two constants. I'm setting two constants. Right. One constant is called is true. The other one is called is false. The first one is equal to true equals equals an empty array. The other uh, one is equal to true equals equals not an empty array. So the first one, the variable name is, is true. Is true. Or sorry, the constant name. And the second one, the constant name is, is, is false. false. And then the, the output is what is is true plus is false. Oh, God. Okay, so I actually don't know what the behavior will be, but I'm going to like walk us through it. Infer some, I'm going to infer some things here. So logically, true equals equals an empty array and true equals equals not an empty array. One of those is going to evaluate to false, I'm presuming. If it doesn't evaluate to true or false, I don't have any idea but what it's going to be. Can, so that's can I have you walk through walk through a boolean process, right? In terms sure. of when you think about what means true and what means false, what would cause mm -hmm. one of those to be true and one of those to be false? Oh, I have no idea. I, I could guess maybe like, like uh, the, I mean, maybe, uh, an, maybe an empty array might evaluate to false because it's empty. And so if you have sometimes true equals equals false, you false. get. Then you would get false. Right. And then true equals equals if, if the not the bang the exclamation point means not yeah um and so you would have it, true equals equals not false so what does a yeah what does a bang true. do uh inverts it inverts the boolean yes. value there you go yeah. also there a lot of times um the bang will not only invert it it will also coerce it into being a boolean so there's a a trick in ruby and i think you can do this in other languages too where you do double bang and then do something and that coerces whatever it is into being like a firm Boolean. So you've got four options here. None of them are false, yeah. though. Right. So we have one, zero, quotes, true, and then actual true, literal like the true. Boolean value. I, I like how the third one is quotes, true. It's like like scare quotes saying like, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
So, so my initial thinking is that one of those two constants is going to evaluate to false and one is going to evaluate to true. And I'm inferring that because one, they are the same with the exception of the Boolean inverter. Um, the weirdest possible circumstance I could think of where this would be true or sorry, where this would work is that the first one evaluates to, let's say like undefined or something. And then the latter gets um, coerced into being a Boolean because of the uh, inversion operator. Um, so I think they're like, if you take a Boolean true plus a Boolean false or a Boolean true plus whatever undefined or something, both of those are going to be weird. Um, I'm sad that not a number isn't an option because <laughs> I feel like that's would be a good place for that. I don't think it's one. Um, it's probably not zero. I'm going to pick Boolean true because I think that's the re- most ridiculous possible answer. Okay. Boolean true. Oh, my friend. Zero. Yeah, it's zero. Wow. Yeah. Cause remember Booleans evaluate to zeros and ones and what's happening in the console log. Remember, what is the plus sign default to? It's a math operator. I have no idea. Yeah. So it is immediately it coercing you. I think you used that word just a second ago. Yeah. It coerces the Boolean values into zeros and ones. And you were absolutely right in that this these are backwards. The is true yeah. equals false, and is false equals true because of the bang. Okay, so they both did evaluate to an Booleans. empty okay. array comes back as false. And so right. true doesn't equal false. And so an empty well, the opposite of an empty array is true. So true equals true. More importantly, like true I, I mean both of those could evaluate to false because true doesn't actually equal either of them. True is not an empty array, nor is it not an empty array. So Ruby knows true and false, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the thing. Do does yeah. Ruby have And actually True and false are instances of true class and false class. Okay. Does Ruby have an understanding of truthy and falsy, if I say it that yes. way? Yes. So there are truthy and falsy. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of what's happening here in that you can set right. a variable to an empty array and it's not mm-hmm. undefined. It's not null. It's an empty array, but that right. still evaluates in the context of a Boolean. To false, mm-hmm. because an empty array is nothing. Right, an empty array is like it's the sad value. Yeah, I, I think of I think a truthy and falsy is like happy and sad. Like a truthy value is like a positive number, not because it's like positive is happy, but just like you have something. Yes, I have something I can work with. Whereas like zero or empty or nil are all false because it's you know it's empty, it's gone. Yeah, and and this is actually a really good example. I'll, I'll, there's an MDN doc on this that gets into like what is truthy, right? <laughs> and so the list of what is truthy is huge, like it's long. The list mm-hmm. of what is falsy is very short. Um, so it's one of those things of like, uh, or rather, I, sh- I should say that backwards. A lot of stuff is truthy. Very few things are falsy. But when you evaluate it, it's the opposite which I know sounds like it doesn't make sense because a uh, Cory Vrecken is also the name of a whirlpool up in Scotland <laughs> in a bay. 
and it's spinning my head around right now. No, it's just this notion that there there's a very finite list of things that can be false. Mm-hmm. But that very finite list of things can also encompass a lot of stuff, so to speak. Yeah. False, zero, negative, zero, zero, in, empty strings, empty arrays, null, undefined, N-A-N. <laughs> it comes back up. Mm-hmm. As long as it's got a value, a string value, a number value, uh, an instance of an object, even if it's empty, an instance of an object is truthy. So it's this notion of a Boolean true or false is a literal either zero or one or true false. That's it. Those are literal true mm-hmm. false Booleans. Truthy and falsy basically is sort of like an is set or is not set kind of mindset yeah i I would agree with that and so this is this question is playing with that idea and so if Mm -hmm. we know that an empty array is falsy and returns false true equals equals false is false and not false is true it's like it's like multiplying two negative numbers right a negative plus Mm -hmm. or a negative times a negative is a positive and so a false false is true and so true equals equals true and you end up with, when you do that additive uh, action on the console log, zero plus one, equal, or I'm sorry, zero mm-hmm. plus zero equals one. Right. Zero. God, I, I'm, I'm all over the place. <laughs> um, all right. One more. Yes. We have the last question on deck. I'm really glad this came up as the last question because it's kind of fun. It, you're going to complain, but it does make sense in its own way. So. What we have is an array, an array called mm-hmm. numbers, and in that numbers array are only three no, numbers. No. It's not just an array. It's, it's a, a constant. constant. That, yes. That's what I overlooked the first it's time. It's not being manipulated. Right. And the numbers in the array are 33, 2, mm-hmm. and 8. And they are all primitive numbers. They are all just plain Just plain numbers. old numbers. No funny business. Then we do a numbers.sort which right. is a, a prototype method on the array primitive. Mm-hmm. And then we yep. log out index one. Numbers. Right. And so I got this one correct. And afterwards I was like, that was easy. Why is that one supposed to be puzzling or whatever? And I mean, the answer is eight, um, which would be the second element of a zero indexed array. Uh, now looking at it now, seeing that it's a const, I. <laughs> I probably would have hoped that it was two. Do you want to read something that? like this? You want to go? I, I think you want to go back and and redo what you just said. I swear I answered eight earlier okay. and it was correct. Or actually, no, wait, no, I answered thirty-three. Oh, damn it! I shouldn't have said anything. I should have let no, you ride. No, no, but but like thinking about that now, like why did I answer thirty-three? Okay, no, that's I. I, we, I think we should go with the wrong answer, which is eight. That is the wrong answer. Yeah. Tell us right. why why do you think it's eight? Oh, because if I'm I'm assuming that like uh, there's some like meta reasoning happening here. Like this quiz is full of gotcha. No, no, not what the quiz and... is doing. Tell me why you think it's eight. Well, I don't seeing that it's a constant, I don't think it should be eight. I think it should be two. What if I told you the fact that it's a constant makes no difference whatsoever? Then what is even the point of anything? Uh, I <laughs> Like, why, why, if if you can, like, if I, here's a good example. If I set a constant, if I'm getting API data back from, like, a, like an Ajax request, and 
I'm like, okay, it's very important that this array of data is in the order that it's in because it's like test answers or something. And so the sequence is very important. And I make it a constant. And then something somehow manages to run sort on it. I would not want that to be actually sorted. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we need to have an episode about how constants <laughs> in JavaScript are not constants in the way that you think they are. <laughs> of course they're not. Uh, yeah, constants I, I, do I, not I, uh, uh, refer to a value that is unchanged in JavaScript. It's a reference that is unchanged. In this case, right. it's an array. And because it right. is an so array, it is constant. Right, so you can't, you couldn't assign something else to, like if you did constant numbers equals an array of 33, 2, and 8, you couldn't later on say numbers equals 5. Right. Or numbers yeah. equals quote numbers quote. Right, right. I love it. This is <sighs> the best question to end on. So let's go back. So yeah. if I tell you the word, the the uh, the assignment of a constant to numbers is mm -hmm. absolutely irrelevant. Um, there is right. one in the up in the next set of questions where it does yeah. matter. Um, and so that'll be fun. It could be ver. It could be let. Numbers equals thirty three to eight. Then I, we sort those. I know that I, I know I got this one right. But why? The first time. Why did and you so get I, it right? Because I didn't see const, and so I thought it was just a very. You it was got like, it right on accident. First, yeah. So what is your answer on like, purpose? I think it was the first question, and so I didn't know these are going to be gotchas. I thought it was a nice <laughs> quiz. <laughs> um, I think that what I would expect it to be is two. I would expect the array to be immutable. Okay. So yeah, so um, you think line two does nothing. Secretly, I'm pretty sure it's actually eight. Yeah, I mean, the answer is, yeah, not two, obviously. Right. Um, but I'm afraid that's going to be 33. So you are right. I mean, you're wrong, but you're right. You know what? No, you're not getting, you're not getting credit for this question. You're getting it wrong because you don't know why you got it right in the first place. <laughs> And I'm the greater. And I've had three glasses of Cory Vrecken. I'm sweating and unbuttoning buttons. We're using JavaScript. It's all about failing upward tonight. So right? you said two. I said I said I want that to be yeah. two, even though I know it, it's it is yeah. thirty three. Fucking thirty three. Why? What the hell? Let me pass that to you. No. What? No. No. I I want to <laughs> see if if because use use your uh, use your primitive brain. That's not an insult. <sighs> <laughs> why why would 33 in a in an array of 33 2 and 8 if you sort that mm -hmm. array in what condition would 33 end up at index 1 and as a reminder to everybody indexes start at 0 so we're talking about the middle right, index be the second one yeah um so that well, let me let me do this is the order 8 33 2 or 2 33 8 if you run a sort on that which one of those is right this is like a this is a bonus. This is your extra credit question. Okay. Yeah, it it should be 2833. No, no, no. We know it's not. You know 33 oh. is the middle number. We know this for a fact. <sighs> so it's either 2338 or 8332. Which one? Yeah, but see, you're you're asking me like which one do I think it is and I'm trying to apply reason to this. Like if I ran sort, this is what I would expect it to do. If we're saying that, like, if, oh, if you run sort and you know the, yeah. the middle number is 33, you know it can only be one of those two. Look, there are four lights. 
I love this episode so much already. <laughs> Which I refuse. I refuse to accept the premise that sort should return 33 as the middle number. I, it, it, you know, when you hear why, it's going to blow your mind. It won't. No, but I promise it won't. 2338 or 8332? Which one? 233. Okay. So let's assume that's right. No reason why. No, that, Just in the interest of advice. Let's assume that's right. Okay, yeah. Now, logic it out. Why would 33 come before 8? If the order is 2338. Oh, God. I get it. Because it's reading them as a Yes! Story. I don't have to add in uh, applause. I'm, I'm doing it myself. That is exactly why. That is... Dumbest thing. So, how on because earth an array is this can have anything powering in it. so how is powering so much of the internet right? But it's it's a like why is there why does it not automatically apply? Like I could see it being like thirty three first because maybe like sort defaults to descending instead of ascending. I'll give you that, but it should be evaluating it. As integer primitives because they're coming in as integer primitives. Let me give you an example that might ring true for you and in, in, as to why this is the case. Have you ever had mm. a folder full of, like, maybe old MP3s that are, like, badly named with, like, artist track number type stuff? Yeah. Yeah. And it starts sorting a bunch of your songs, and mm-hmm. this, the songs that are in the, you know, the tens... Show mm-hmm. up before the yeah. two. Right. Because it's, because it's like it's, two song well, name, but it's evaluating the ones first. Sure. But in that case, though, you're, you're dealing with a file name, which is coming in holistically as a string. Right, right. But the array has the same problem because the array doesn't know what data types are going to come into it. So they, they have a good example here of an array that has but, a string one. A Boolean yeah. true, a number 55, a float of 1.421, a string of foo, and an in- uh-huh. empty object. And sure. it's like, if you run so, sort like, on that, what would happen? Yeah. Okay, so in, in that case, I think that you go with whatever, like, in, in that case, it makes sense to go with whatever primitive type is the one of the first element. And and so like comparing them all as strings, but if you have an array that's all integer primitives, it should evaluate it like as integer primitives and not as strings. Coulda, shoulda, don't. <laughs> Welcome to JavaScript, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna take a oh. quick break for about five seconds. We'll be right back. Oh, what was my score? Wait, wait, wait. What was my score? Wait. <laughs> oh. All right, is everybody ready for Aaron's final score? Because I'm ready to give it. Okay, so I I believe that I said I would fail, but barely. Uh, no, no, you passed. Uh, you got a sixty really? percent. That passes. I mean, isn't that a D? I think that's a that's like the lowest D I you think can it's, get. I think a sixty is an F, isn't it? Uh, it's been a minute since I've been in school, but no, I think a sixty is a D. I'm gonna A B C D. Uh, that's four mm. units. Yeah. So. Okay. Let us know. I think my my school did 65. 65 was a cutoff point for failing, I think. In the- my problem is there are a limited number of questions in this test. And so 
I'm going to tell you, go take this test. Let us know what your score mm-hmm. is. Um, but you will get a lot of the same questions, undoubtedly. So mm-hmm. you've probably heard some of the answers. So pretend like you don't. And just try or wait a couple days. Wait a couple days after this episode, then take the test and see what score you get and share it with us. But this is fun. This is fun stuff to, like, figure out the idiosyncrasies of, like, how code evaluates. <laughs> and it's important because I think at some point we all fall into one of these traps of stuff not evaluating mm-hmm. the way we think it does. You know? Oh, yeah. I've definitely had to walk, like, step through some JavaScript code with watching variables yeah. and everything to figure out why something is behaving the, the- way it is. And then yeeting my keyboard across the room and screaming audibly that that last <laughs> chunk about how you know an array sort how sort evaluates everything as a string before it sorts mm-hmm. like that's one of those things that man until you ran into it it's just not expected if you have an array in in ruby if you have one two three in an array and you sort it or uh, sorry if you have two thirty three eight in an array and you sort it it puts it to eight thirty three um don't be fancy and with me. Come on. If you do, if you do like A D E, each has strings, and you sort it, um, or A E D, and you sort them, it'll make A D E as the result. If you do an A string, comma two, comma thirty three, and you sort it, it throws a argument error because it doesn't know what. To oh, do. interesting. So, so it just it's so it just fails. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty interesting. It takes the opposite approach, whereas JavaScript basically. Mm-hmm forces the casing to strings to sort it for you ruby says mm-hmm. oh no we just can't do that that's I think interesting that i figured out the f- the fundamental difference here and that it's like it's reverse duck typing it it's like i'm you're getting duck food so i guess you're a duck rather than you're behaving like a duck so that means you're a yeah. duck <clears throat> interesting well Mm-hmm. Take your test. There are four lights, Michael. Four lights. Listen. <laughs> I know this reference. I respect this reference. And for that, you can take us out on social. <laughs> uh, come and uh, tell us how many lights there are on Twitter or Facebook.com. Slash Drunken UX. Or see pictures of four lights. There are or primitive four cursors. On- or precursors. No, I'm sorry. It was precursor. <laughs> on instagram.com slash drunken UX podcast and please that was a good joke <laughs> come and see come and support the show and help us pay for transcripts uh, at drunkenux.com slash support which will redirect you to our patreon. patreon folks I hope you enjoyed this there's going to be a second part to this this is officially part one there is a, another <laughs> section of these things I think will be fun um and I can't wait to go through them because I had a lot of fun in this show. I just poured myself another glass of Cory Vrecken. This is probably a terrible decision on my part, but I'm doing it because, A, it's delicious. B, I'm hot. That's like eating airport food at the destination airport. Oh. You know, I used, I used to do that in Boston because it was the first sushi restaurant I hit. And it probably was terrible, but it was still better than Kansas sushi. So I still always stopped there and got sushi. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you keep your personas close and your users closer. Bye-bye. See ya.